Hello and welcome to Crimes Against Food. I'm Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. And today we're going to be taking a look at restaurants. Yes, it's that topic that's so close to so many people's hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm, This is something that isn't strictly possibly a crime against food. There's a lot of scope for crimes in restaurants. There is a lot of scope for crime in restaurants on kind of every level of of, of service. Mm. In the food, in in, in the front of house, in the uh, the busboys, in the the KPs, in the kitchen porters. Well, there's there's just a wealth of crime. Yeah, there is. is, I'm hoping this is going to be a rich theme for us to to mine. I think it's going to be possibly too rich. I mean, this (laughs) this could be a two hour binge. Like a cheesecake. Gloria, yeah. I don't like cheesecake. Two, three hours. Oh, don't say that. You, you don't like cheesecake. You don't like cheesecake or kittens <laughs> <laughs> no, or anything else that's good and pure in the world. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, restaurants, they're just, there's a lot of potential there for dirt, isn't there? And it's mm. other people's dirt, bus boys, <clears throat> carrying plates, touching a plate, not washing their hands. <laughs> then they've got bits of pee on their fingers or God knows what else. And yeah, you think, well, yeah, if I was Howard so, Hughes, so, well, that's it. I would not, you know, I, I can see why Howard Hughes, I'd frankly. I'd really, really well. Yeah, I, you know, I would have. Why he Howard Hughes locked himself in a room, frankly, because when you start to consider like food that is prepared in a different environment, that the kind of the, the margin for error is is so wide. There are so many things that could go go wrong in in the, in just even in the in the food preparation. Yeah. But I mean, before we launch into the crimes, right? Let's take ourselves to a happier place. Let's imagine. Our ideal restaurant experience. What should, what should wow. our, our food restaurant experience be like? Let's just paint a picture here. I'm, I'm waving. I've just realised I'm, <laughs> I'm making little uh, quotation marks. Gloria's never hands. been shy of mime ever. <laughs> She's always been very handsy. It's I'm really working in the wrong way. <laughs> you are. You are. Um, you can't see what she's doing, but trust me, it's nearly it's entertaining nearly all of the time. Um, <laughs> Okay, perfect restaurant. For a start, for me, I think the staff, I don't want to see, this is a bit discriminatory and a bit mean, but I, I don't care. I don't want to see, I don't want to see students working Ooh. there. I, I, I want to see professional waiters and waitresses. Mm. I want to see a staff that are over the age of 21 and who do it for a living and not as a job to pick up a few extra quid. Mm. That means they're better, they're polite, they're a bit older. They're invested. They're not thinking about that evening's episode of Hollyoaks. <laughs> Why would you be doing that? Well, this is what the youth <laughs> is all about today. It's Hollyoaks. What is wrong with the youth and Hollyoaks? <laughs> the youth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, um, so I think that that's my first criteria for, okay. for, for for a good restaurant. That is a capable and mature waitstaff. Oh, yeah. I d- I'd definitely go with that. I mean, I, I, I would argue that some students... No, no, definitely. That can be, can be okay... Wait, staff. Yes, I was one. Okay, <clears throat> but no. <laughs> Gloria, you, you're the exception of most rules. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, try and try but, and get in there now, Mia. But I'm I'm just going from my previous experience. In, in, in when I've had the best nights, they tend to be in places that I've noticed afterwards have had an older staff set. Yeah, it's just at a higher level, a good level of service. And like you say, we, we went out to a restaurant just before Christmas for our kind of traditional little frenzy get together and. Yeah, it, it ends up being mostly a piss up, yeah, and, and they serve mostly. food at the same time. Yeah, but I noticed that in that place where we went naming no names, we had a really good time, and the staff there are grown ups. 
Oh yeah, definitely. They're, 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 but they're definitely professionals. They're there. definitely professionals. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're there and they're committed, and that's their career, and that's what they do. And I think that kind of sense of a vocation. I think with a lot of things to do with food, that is really important. It's that idea of vocation. I think. Yeah. I think you do have to be a bit obsessive and a bit mental. I mean, especially in the catering industry, because frankly, you know, working in the catering industry is kind of slightly a thankless task. Yes. It's ball breaking work. It's long hours. It's can be split shifts, which plays havoc with, you know, any life that you might want to lead outside of work. And it's not always great pay and generally seems to be populated by people who just have a really high tolerance, especially it's always that thing. And I think this is where, you know, books like Kitchen Confidential and other things like that. There is a mythology around chefs. And I think actually... A sexy mythology. Uh, yeah, sexy. Don't deny it. Yeah, actually, it's The true, reality of oh, it. Wow. The reality of it, though, even the mythology is like oh, sexy. spoil it for of, me, Gloria. Okay, Thanks. So, the, the, so, so they're like, you know, the mythology is like, it's kind of like sexy, mm-hmm. hard living, passionate, make food, <laughs> yeah. get pissed, live out your dreams of <gasps> chefdom. But actually, I have to say that most of the chefs that I worked with do kind of like food but they just are the biggest piss artist apologies to any chefs who are listening to this show but seriously those guys they're frightening and i have yet to meet a chef who who bunks the rule (laughs) i actually this is a a, well the first of many kind of undiluted rubbish tangents i'm going to go on today (laughs) but um I actually worked with a chef called Savas once in Greece. And it was a restaurant my mother worked in, and she was she was the like the, the head waitress, if you will, you know, to kind of the the opposite of, of the waiter, George. And um, and Savas he used to drink um, five star Metaxa brandy during the day when he was cooking, and well, and he really hated the boss. I mean, he really hated this man with a passion. He just he wanted him dead. You know, if there were, if there'd have been some kind of small island mafia, Savas would have employed it. I just know it would. And th- there were always varying degrees of how pissed he would be during the day. But the worst I ever saw him was when he flambéed a frozen burger in its bun. Fuck me! And sent it out. <laughs> well, well, I, th- I think he'd been on the sauce from about ten a.m. At that point, it started off with like a matax of coffee, a drop of ouzo with lunch, and by 2pm he'd nailed about half a bottle. (laughs) And so, but the staff then spent the entire day just trying to kind of contain the destruction. So what did you do with the flambéed burger? (laughs) My mother had, she had to stand there and say, Savas, I can't, I can't take this out to someone. You want me to give this to their child? It's frozen uh, in the middle. It's frozen meat with a burnt bun shell. And, and he was like, oh, flambing. what are you talking about? That fucking bastard and all this. Sorry, sorry. Uh, but, you know, obviously it was kind of bad-mouthing everyone, swigging the brandy. He's the worst example of chefdom I've ever seen. And I have to say, it was not sexy. No. It, it, it was drooly. There was fat down his front. He hadn't shaved. It, it was unattractive. Yeah, I think I think the, the, the most disturbing example of chefdom I ever worked with was... Uh, was <clears throat> Was a guy who my boss used to work, refer to as he's he's like he's this is an Italian restaurant he's like you know because he, he was a pizza chef and he mm-hmm. was to be fair he was a bloody good pizza yeah Samas was good too yeah, but made, you know made great you like you know made the dough up made the pizza but he's like yeah. he's like an animal he understands <laughs> like nature. Oh, stop this it. is my this is my <laughs> boss's take on it. But right, Antonio was about fifty years old, and he was I think he was a bit of a simpleton. Um, 
I don't know, perhaps he was. <laughs> he had this long... Let's hope he's too simple to understand how a podcast works and hear this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he yeah. is. Actually, I have to say, I don't know if he actually might still be alive or not. I mean, I'm not sure. It, 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 it's possible. Oh. To be fair though, Mia, I mean, he was... Well, he's dead now, you know. The, well, we don't the, know. We no don't know. We don't know. Or he might have returned. He might chef. <laughs> He might have returned. He might have returned back to Italy, but he used to. So he used to be sat there making, uh, making kind of you know pizzas and what have you. And yeah, he used to keep his porn magazines in the airing cupboard. Lovely. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh my god. And uh, and uh, oh, he was just gross. And he just used to. And he spent all his money, all his money um, on. He gamble it all. Every single bit, every oh. paycheck used to take it. My boss used to my boss used to keep back fifty quid from him because he knew that he'd gamble the rest. By day two. Yeah. He'd be asking for it yeah. for the bills. Yeah, so he'd keep that back. Oh crap. And uh, oh, he, I just remember having the most enormous I was I worked there when I was about fifteen. I remember having the most enormous argument with him about porn magazines. <laughs> Of course you did, Gloria. Oh, they were gross, Mia. They were great big hairy fanny magazines. Oh no! In the airing cupboard of the can't, restaurant. Can't you at least buy shaved? I know. Oh, why? You expose why? them no. to teen girls. Oh, it was disgusting. And and anyway, basically this this Italian restaurant, it was kind of you know the done thing to slap my ass as you walk yeah. by, which I would tolerate from the other guys. But once Antonio decided that like he was going to do it too, I thought a line in the sand needed to be needed yes. to be drawn. And so uh, he, he, he slapped my ass as I walked by and I was like, you don't do that. And uh, <laughs> at which point he was like, why, why? You let the other boys do this. And I was like, yeah, but it's my ass. I say who touches it. And at which point we proceeded to have this very long, protracted argument about porn magazines and who touched my ass, much to the hilarity of the owner and my boss, who just stood in the in the backyard of the of, of the restaurant, laughing their heads off, whilst <laughs> I gave Antonio what for age fifteen. That's the world of restaurants. Oh, if we're sure, we're sure. I mean, they're practically family too now. Those guys aren't they? they well, are, yeah. I mean, they the were. Bombs. They were at the time. I used to go on. You know, I used to go on day trips with them to Lightwater Valley and stuff. Oh, Gloria. <laughs> Oh, you're really selling this. There must be 15 year olds out there who, you know, if they heard this, they would want they would want that job. They'd yeah. want the ass slapping and the the kind of the, the victory and the independence that came with telling Antonio where to keep his grubby paws. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stories that go that pace. But the, the actually, that, to be fair though, I think though, well, there's a return because mm-hmm, we've mm-hmm. tangented yeah, yeah. again. Manly, oh my god, manly. what we like. So the kind of the ideal restaurant is not where the pizza chef is is um is a porn the, the, the staff, yeah, yeah, fondling the staff, uh, uh, gambler, um, but but you know, or that you are completely unaware of that as a punter, because I'm thinking of the ideal restaurant is as of a punter's point yes. of view, and I want. I want fresh food. I want honest food. I want good quality ingredients. And I want it kind of served up in a pleasant, clean environment by staff who know what they're doing. Essentially. Yes. That's kind of all I want. Is I think it too much to ask me? It's, it's not too much to ask, is it? And yet. It, it's, it so rarely happens. Yes. You know. <laughs> it really we want, does. We want things. I want a size eight waist and bottom <laughs> but you know what are the chances i think i'd have to get i'd have to i'd have to go to a really shitty restaurant contract some kind of awful and i mean god awful dysentery or something some heinous thing and just shit my pants 
solidly for six months. Maybe then. Maybe then. But um, it's a way of doing it. Well, it's, it's a I way. can think of others I <laughs> might prefer. Join the gym. <laughs> Stop talking about food 24 7, uh, possibly. Um, <laughs> but the perfect restaurant, I mean, they, don't, they never really exist because they're run, they're run by people and, and everyone, you know, everyone has their flaws. Mm. The things I. The things that can ruin what what could be a great experience, you know, it can be anything tiny. I'm always really appalled by the state of some bathrooms. Oh God, yeah. Because I just it, again, it's a cleanliness thing, and I'm not that particular about my own kitchen. Sometimes, you know, there are stains of tomato juice from two days later on on a, on a chopping board still in the sink. But I, if if I if I'm paying my good, you know, unearned cash, <laughs> I, I need to know that some people are bothering to wash up as, as they go and kind of keep a clean shop. Yeah, no, but I think it's that it's that thing, you see. It's always about, it's the quality of the establishment, the amount you're going to spend on the bathrooms, as my dad said. And my dad's an architect, so, you know, yes, I trust him in any <gasps> any, any, any matters of construction. Wow. My, that's what he says. Spend the money on the bathrooms. You know, it's it's like... It makes a, it makes a huge it impression. Does, it really does. It does make a massive impression on the, on the quality of the establishment. I think there are two... There were two or three like places that I've I've eaten in my life that kind of made a huge impression. One of them, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if I had to say, it, like different types of establishment that kind of just make you go, oh my god, I love this place and this is just such an amazing meal yes. and I'm so happy. It's um one of them was Le Trembleur in Paris. Wow, oh, it's pretty freaking Where amazing. Where about in Paris? It's in it's in the Gare de Lyon. In, in Paris. It's actually in the in Gare the de Lyon. station. Yeah, it's in the station. The Gare de Lyon is a pretty nasty station. The actual interior of it, it looks like a normal station. Yeah, yeah. But Le Tremble was constructed. It was made when, because all, for Gare de Lyon, it's all the trains that go south. Yes. So it's where people kind of stop over and it's this most amazing kind of Art Nouveau interior. Oh, Tiled, like painted with all the kind of destinations on it. And it's just like very Parisian, extremely beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful kind of, kind of bistro food. I mean, I think I can still remember to this day, I believe it was about 12 years ago I ate there and I had, I had a steak, medium rare, with a, 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 a poivre, to peppercorn sauce Beautiful. and yeah. pureed potatoes because you know the French they don't do mashed no they do pomme de terre pureed you know and that was it and I have to say it was just such an amazing experience and our waiter was unbelievable he was just like it was just like he was like some kind of psychic waiter yeah you'd kind of be eating the food thinking this is great and really nice and you know what i want to do now is uh i i, I think i'd really like and then suddenly he'd be here like at your, at your right hand side going yes but thinking my god how did he know yeah. i didn't even i haven't even looked up i haven't even said anything just and he appeared. just knew it was amazing now if some after you saw his performance, if if some of his boss did say, you know, he's an animal, it's an organic experience for him, <laughs> you'd probably believe it. You think, oh, well, yeah. it is. He was quite tightly wound up, and there was something quite attractive about the tightly Ooh. wound upness. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, but but that's always kind of buttoned up. Yeah, mm. prissy, prim, preppy. Mm. Rip it all apart. Shake it, mess it. Enough about me, yeah, lusting after. Yeah. Later. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think. One of the best. I've had lots of kind of I I have had some great food experience in Paris, but they've all but because when I've been I've been very much kind of you know your um 
your window liquor kind of looking <laughs> lustfully through at the posh patrons of the really upper class establishments and I've been outside on the pavement going okay well it's been nice to visit you I'm going to trek down to the right bank now and, yeah. uh, and, and, <laughs> find, sandwich. and find some hole that I can afford but um, there was a place on St Martin's Road I think in Chatelet and every time I go back I go back because every day the special is a variation upon a fresh quiche <laughs> now it picture this it's a deep wedge of quiche kind yeah. of the last time i was there it was three different cheeses this Let, is let's take a moment three different cheeses let's take a moment to contemplate that ladies and gentlemen it was easily three three, three inches deep <laughs> melting layers <laughs> melting layers steaming hot out of the oven and it's all they do and they do it really really well and with it you get um you get a small cold salad of green beans in a dressing and a, a, a crust of four week old bread. I, you know, that it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's there as an afterthought because you don't need it because everything else is just perfection mm. and it costs about three pounds. It's literally, it's the best lunch I'd say I've ever had, mm. you know, for, for that kind of money and that kind of establishment. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, because there are gradations and it's like you, you, your expectations of a restaurant, you'll forgive certain things, yes. won't you? Because I mean, like if I've been to Le Tremble and they're kind of, you know, serve me up some kind of cold potatoes and, you know, uh, uh, they, they'd done the steak badly, I would have been thinking, yeah. screw you, yeah. screw you up. Brilliant venue, yeah. um, hateful food, but no. But then there's a, like, but then there's a place in, um, there's an amazing place in London, which um, is a, it's a, it's, used to be where it's in Camberwell and it's where a squat used to be wow and they opened up this cafe how enterprising no it's fucking brilliant <laughs> and they still run it to this day and it's a, each week each day a different person takes over the, the cooking and it'll be usually vegan or vegetarian food and it's this little like you know collected yeah. bits of furniture and it's very much like going around Gloria. to someone's living room oh it's, well, you have to take me there now. I will. It's we so cute. Go. And do you know what? Sometimes the food is not great. But? It, it's just the cutest experience. Is you, the hit and miss aspect of that yeah. what, what makes it extra exciting? Yeah. And you'll forgive that in yeah. that context because that's how you, how you want it to be. I will say, okay, you know, the, the, the service might be a little off. And sorry, I've just got to go and get this or I'll oh, help <laughs> yourself to that. And okay, fine. But that's, you know, yeah. that's how you want it to be because it's that, that, that. And you've gone there for that, for that kind of off offhand charm. Yeah, I exactly. Like it. No, it's a really, it's a really, it's a really nice place. Well, yeah, I'll forgive that. But then, if I was, you know, if I was eating somewhere that kind of was charging me the earth, yes, I think it's the prices. The prices and the decor cause me to adjust my uh, expectations Definitely. accordingly. It is the prices and the decor. Definitely, I don't like anything that's too pretentious decor wise. I, I, I don't like anything that that's striving to be modernist, and I don't like anything that is kind of baroque without originally being so i know it was a fake kind of swirls and clusters and cherubs that puts me off there was it was a sad sad day for me when they redecorated nash's fish and chip restaurant why did they do that why did they do that that was that was that was a place of glory that was a freaking crime against food because you see there was something about that place which was added added to the food experience because picture this it's a traditional fish and chip restaurant. Only old ladies go there. 
there's a deep shag pile carpet on the floor. Yeah. It's all kind of in mauve and pink and brown and tan. All the colours that, you know, Gloria Hunniford would, I'm sure, agree, that flatter a mature skin. <laughs> Absolutely. And kind of pine furniture. And it was all, it was all very nice. Soft and wood for those brittle <laughs> joints. <laughs> It was great. And I used oh. to go there and be the youngest person in there and get a special, you know, two you know, slices of bread, two slices of bread and butter, cup and of special, tea, cup of tea. That's and awesome. Oh, it's oh, a way Gloria. forward. Great fish and chips. And you know what? Don't be un- unapologetic about ordering a special. I, I used to feel cheeky for wanting that because it, obviously I have to, they cook it to order. No. And, uh, Hell and, no. And then you have to shout. If you go to if you go to an actual fish and chip shop, you have to shout over the heads of the people already in the queue so they know you want one. Oh, yeah. You can't wait until you get to the front. I know, I'm too shy to do then. that. I'm you have shy. to shout over the heads. That's what you, I want a special. I know. I want a special. Me, the monster in the bag. (laughs) (laughs) You see, yeah, the the etiquette of ordering fish and chips, another tangent. Oh my God, we are tanging all over the place. But the the etiquette of um, ordering fish and chips, that thing of shouting special. Yes. But also the thing of once, please. Or twice, please. Yes. I always remember my friend Mark saying that he went into a chip shop in London and said once, please. And they looked at him like he was gone mad. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, once. They were like, what's your problem? Once with scraps. (laughs) Now. Now. (laughs) What are you talking about? Once with scraps. For those those of you out there who who are also thinking of run mad, once means fish Fish and and chips. chips. One Once. time, yeah. But uh, when you say fish and chips up north, you also mean haddock and chips. You don't mean cod and chips. That's right, yeah, because yeah. cod is a dirty, scrounging bottom feeder fish. They're they're horrible. Yeah, exactly. Why would you? Why 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 would you want one of those? Why, why do we prefer cod? And also, they're endangered. So let's eat haddock. Leave them so alone. Eat the haddock. Yeah. yeah. Why, why why do you insist on continuing stocking? Can you imagine kind of trawler nets now just changing direction, fishing different waters? <laughs> haddock. It's all haddock from now on. <laughs> It's the way forward. This is the way it should be. Yeah. Anyway, look. There's, we, there's... We, we went. We, I I want to mention because you brought the fish and chip shop thing, and it's there's a place in Morley in Leeds which oh god what's the name of it? Mm, I want to say Brian's, but it's not Brian's because that's not Brian's. That's one in Heading. Yeah. There's one in Morley and it's it's old. It might be Ashley's or something weird. <laughs> and um, it's basically they have the old formica top tables with the curved rounded <gasps> edges. And ev- and they're like booths on one side <gasps> and then kind of mismatched tables with old school chairs on the other. And none of this is deliberate. This is how it's been for about 40 years. Oh, yes. And they have, they have a kind of a takeaway entrance and then they have the other entrance. They're literally two doors side by side labeled the labeled differently and they both lead you to the same spot it's fantastic <laughs> it is really it's like oh why why bother but but it kind of it explains itself on the outside so you know where you're going you know it's nice and then when if you if you actually bother to sit down which i've only done once because i'm always slightly intimidated by the gray army waving their pension books yeah you don't want to start special no in there. no no i don't i don't start a tut a general mm. mexican wave of tutting no about my you know my apparel or anything um, above each table they have a different Tiffany style shade oh and each God. one is unique and very kind of unusual and so it's just fun to go in and look yes. at the lights and it's it just <laughs> and when you order fish and chips you get two slices of really good cheap white bread yes. with, with the margarine you absolutely and a cup of every, tea every yeah every every fish and chip meal should yeah. be accompanied by bread and butter bread and butter and a, and cup, a cup of tea. tea personally I also would plump for mushy peas but you know I understand. People are not are not as fussed for mushy peas as, yeah. as say scraps. I think I think when you don't have scraps with fish and chips, I think that's that's a big crime. 
I should also explain what scraps are. Yeah, okay, probably. Yeah. Which is scraps are the bits of of the batter mm-hmm. that cover the fish, which are kind of you know come off or actually might have just been dropped into the oil by themselves That's and right. fried. So there's little bits of crunchy, little bits of crunchy attack, fat. To be honest, but but oh. they taste divine. And you sprinkle them over the chips. That's right. It's like an added bonus. And, and, and they're different to the ones that you feed to your cat. That's the other thing I should know. Oh, yeah, no, yeah they're not. They're not the ones that you feed to your it's, cat. It's not fish arses and things. No, 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 no. no. It's just bits of bits of just fish. Just bits of batter. But every now and then, um, as a child, when you got scraps on your chips, you would, you would come across a scrap that had a bit of fish in it. Oh, it's like it, was like, it was like finding gold. <laughs> Like, God, and, and even even if you were with you know some kind of rich kid who had a pony and a cello, like, you yeah you, fuck you you were wealthy then <laughs> yeah you had it got the fish scrap <laughs> yeah that's what I'm talking about God no wonder my expectations in life are so low now <laughs> bring on the fish scrap mm. okay. I think right. this is time, you know, now we've kind of totally failed to... N- now to we've identified our ideal restaurant <laughs> as containing <laughs> aged waitstaff, um, Tiffany lamps, for mica tables and serving exclusively fish and chips with bread and butter. <laughs> it looks like it as well. I hate to oh, admit it. It seems it's either, it's either steak, steak au poivre and bon yeah. de terre puree or fish and chips. Ooh. It seems to be that's my ideal <laughs> restaurant. God, what, it, what, is it, what is it coming to? I'm just going to throw this out there. Um... One of the best meals I ever had was in Lima. I know, I'm so exotic. God, oh, oh, check you I out. am Alan Wicker. <laughs> but, um, and we went to a restaurant one day and one of the local lads who worked in the hostel where we'd been staying for a couple of days said, oh, you should go here if you've got some money to spend. Because, you know, Peru's quite cheap. I say quite cheap, it's very cheap. Mm. And a kind of a three-course meal would generally set you back just a few pounds plus another couple of pounds for wine. It was king it was now. brilliant. I, th- I put about £10 in two weeks on because I ate like a king every <laughs> meal time without, three, without a break. Three courses every Just meal. why not? Yeah, it's too yeah. cheap. It's a yeah. crime not to. So um, so he sent us this restaurant called, oh, bloody hell, what's it called? It'll come to me. So um, in Peru, they have like they have traditional dis- dishes and one of them was a soup, which was a very peasanty kind of soup with um, small potatoey dumplings in and had beefy stock and kind of, you know, the, the tiny pasta shapes it's just basically just a conglomeration of, of the bits that mm. were left over and um it was it was divine mm. they made that soup into the best kind of most thinning start i've ever had in my life mm. we, we, we had we had of course three courses it was stupid not to mm. there was a there was a dessert trolley, dessert was, they, trolley. They, they oh my god it, i think that might be added to my ideal yeah. restaurant a dessert trolley well it's it just makes everything look better <laughs> it's like barbie in a car as opposed to just a barbie Oh, so we, we had we had three courses each. We stumbled back, and it, it was one of the best, one of the best food I've ever had. Not just that restaurant, but Peru in general. If anyone's thinking of going, go. Just just go. go. Just, just go eat. In life. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have a bad meal the whole time I was there. I think, yeah, there were there were kind of there are there is food. There is very specific food that restaurants do best, isn't there? Yes, I think that is like one thing. Like there are some things which when I'm cooking in at home. I don't I don't bother to to cook because I'm like it's a restaurant meal there's just no freaking point I need to have had some stock that's brewed up over here I need to have you know this this sauce prepared already I need to have this like this cut this cut already yeah. to go all of this so I just don't I don't bother to to do it and also kind of like you know 
you know, what kind of nouvelle cuisine or things like this or, or certain desserts. Yeah, it's, it's your I chance to be a bit brave, isn't it? Yeah, to try these exactly. things. This is what I, I don't understand. When you're going out to a restaurant and people who come in, I used to, when I used to work in restaurants, people used to come in and have the same thing again every again. time they came in. Which I kind of understand. If you find something that works, you might want to stick with it. But I'd be like, seriously, dude, you come in every time and have the same thing. It's like, why not? Why not have something different? This is what you can do with restaurants. Yeah. You can do things in restaurants that you can't do elsewhere. And I'm sure like yes. people like Heston Blumontel and um, or proprietor of the Fat Duck in um, Bray. Yes. It's kind of proved this to us numerous times. And I, you see, oh, I wonder if we should get on to that later. Because I don't know if I think that is a... In some ways, I really respect that kind of investigation of of food yeah. in that way and in another way i think it's kind of almost taken the heart out of okay it. i think i think i've had this discussion with people and i'm gonna have to leap to the defense of the investigators as long as it's the right one i think i mean i know i know a lot of people watch the christmas special that he did and um and 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 a, f- a few of my friends who, who liked it originally the program that he did we you know with all the kind of let's see what we can do the perfect this perfect that and they they turn off the TV and discuss and say he's gone too far. The man's a crazy person. He's he's messing with Christmas dinner. I think yeah. I think he's just reaching his absolute insanity perfection. <laughs> this this is the potential is huge. He reminds me of what's what's the name of the crazy mad scientist in Back to the Future? I don't know. That's, I'm rubbish with that's that. That's the guy he should be. It should be that way because if you're this guy, you've got the money, you, you've got the premises, you can do it, and, and you've got the brain and the curiosity to go that far and maybe create something disgusting as well. Yeah, but th- I think, I mean, I suppose I think I would, I do agree in that way because I think there is room for people. He's not creating food that should be rep- replicated at home. His stuff is restaurant food. Yeah. You know, it, it's the kind of thing you can only create having access to the equipment and the staff and the yes. time that you get in a restaurant. So, you know, there is room for that investigation. And there's also the one in Spain, what is it, El Bulli, which is the same one where you kind of, it's a very similar kind of investigative style yeah. of, of eating and making, yeah and you know eggs and bacon ice cream and all of that kind of stuff and things that playing things with <laughs> textures and, and 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 things of food which is a, a kind of it is an amazing thing and there is room for that i suppose Definitely. i don't th- i don't th- i don't think yeah Definitely. i don't think we could say that was a crime that's no. not a crime against food i think you know what what's what's astonishing is that these places don't i mean yeah i expect the wine list is rather is rather expensive but for, for what they charge it, it covers the cost of running an establishment like that. Yeah. What offends me is somewhere that buys frozen pizzas and charges you £8 a pop. Yeah, for the decor or yes. the rent or the power bills. Not and you know that Stop you're it. not... Yeah. I do think there ought to be a law and we're about to move into crime, crimes against food Real in crime. restaurants, aren't yeah. we? We're about to move into the crime section of the show, which is I do think there ought to be a law like bought in which kind of... Some kind of proportion that you can't spend more on decor and rent and marketing than you actually like in proportion to a certain amount of your sales yes and the expectation of the costs of your greens and your fresh meat and your staff yeah of your raw materials and of your staff because if you're spending more on on the other side of it then at some point we're gonna have some quality control issues definitely and, and there are, you know, there are, I think this is where you get to, I suppose chain restaurants is where you may have some 
We've held off, haven't we, this far? I think. We have. We have. I mean, I, I've been deliberately not saying the places I like to go best because it's, you know, it's, it's a bit, it feels unfair, but I have no qualms about naming and shaming the worst offenders. <laughs> well, if we're looking at this first thing, which is the, the first kind of crime, which is that selling really cheap food for quite a lot of money... Mm-hmm. because there are costs being incurred elsewhere other than what the cost of the food is. That is That does bug me, actually. That does bug me intensely. And, the, you know, the food itself is so freaking cheap. Yes. You know, I know, I know how much, re- you know, restaurants buy in their food for, and even with the staff labour, and especially if you're buying it in pre-made, oh, then there's God. like virtually no staff labour. So it's all made in a factory. I mean, you know, I'm thinking Pizza Hut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are they even a restaurant anyway? I mean, uh, you know, are they really? I don't think there can be any more now. They've, they've no. slutted themselves around town <laughs> so much. N- nobody has any respect for Pizza Hut, Pasta Hut, Salad Hut, whatever <laughs> they call themselves these days. Dire Hut. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they really count as a restaurant, do they? There's some kind of outlet, food Pizza outlet. Express has, has, has really taken their crown in terms of middle of the road, still slightly respectable establishment. You can take kids there. The salads are of, of a decent standard and it's not a salad bar. Yeah, you know? that's it. You're not fighting over croutons and drooping lettuce. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? The way that they pitch it as well, because mm. they like they, they, the way that, because I'm sure their their bases are pre-made. So they don't make the bases on thing, but they do put the toppings on fresh. But they have this whole thing about, they have it, the visible preparation and the server Area, preparation yes. there so you feel like there's some real cooking going on yeah exactly when when there isn't no not really it's just a frighteningly efficient organization and yet it doesn't feel like a food crime it doesn't feel as bad as pizza hut because i think pizza hut again it's going back to the theme of appealing to the stupid in, a, in every person i really the greed yeah it's the greed and the, the greed. stupid the buffet oh. always appeals to the greed and okay I would like to, I would like to, I'm waving my hands all over the place right now. Madly. I would like to. Gesticulating just, wildly. Just, just have it. I think, yeah, you know what it is? The buffet. The buffet is. Yeah, Offensive I and creating fatties up and down the land. And I can't think of a time in a restaurant when a buffet is not perpetrating some kind of food crime. Because it's the pilot high, sell it cheap kind of thing. And nothing kept on a hot plate for that long oh no it's gonna be good no. those chinese chi- chinese food buffets <gasps> Kel horror oh I, god you know chinese food it's meant to be fresh and you know done and hopped and, and hopped and and, and served yeah. you know from the wok not swimming in greece not, in a in a tureen in or, a tu- over a slow lamp that's just oh wow yeah that that is and, and people will do it because it seems like you're getting I think a bargain. I think we're both thinking of the same place, aren't we? Yeah. At the side of Leeds Market. Yeah. It is atrocious. <laughs> I went in there I went in there once. The prawns <laughs> were they were putrefying before my eyes. <laughs> it was disgusting. Oh, oh man. Right. The, the, the staff looked suicidal. Yeah. They really, really didn't like what the place had become, you could tell. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it's not, it's not good. But hey, you know what? You're paying £4.99 and you get to have at least 5,000 calories a person. Yeah. So what's the problem? Yeah. So screw it. You know, who cares? I get to shovel loads of food. Who cares if this is crap food? I get to shovel it in my mouth. Yeah. Mm, MSG. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that would definitely, that would definitely be a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a bugbear of mine, yeah. I think. That, that would be one of the, the restaurant crimes. That's a good one to identify as well. What? Oh, God. I just, I just, 
I understand the kind of the lunchtime aspect of it. People want to do it. But then I've seen it done really successfully in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you go to other countries, they have, um, in particular in places in South America, say in Brazil, they have a lot of these... This sounds really naff now. <laughs> oh, no, tell me the but, Brazilian way. But they have, um, they have lots of really reasonably priced restaurants and it's, it's pay by the kilo. So you basically go and you pile... It, and it is... It's mostly kind of salads and things and cold potato salads and greens and stuff. And they might have the, the occasional meat dish yeah. or pasta thing thrown in. And you cobble this in this huge plate together. Of yeah. course you do because it's quite cheap. And then you pay. At the end, they actually have a scale. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. But, um, but, but for the people who go there, you know, and they can't afford it. And what's brilliant is, is that the locals eat there too. Yeah, as well as your skint tourists, because yeah, yeah. it's what they can it's what they can afford as well. It's very kind of middle ground, mm. and I like that. And I, I I didn't have any repulsive kind of overheated crime against food things there. Yeah, I don't know. You see, it, it just it was, it was a very different thing. It was it was a lunchtime thing as well. So yeah, and the salad bar thing, and maybe it's just that spend on ingredients. Yeah, or you're kind of proportionate to the costs because of the other costs are lower. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm that's just what it is. by the sunshine. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe I'm, I'm remembering it with kind of you know. Yeah. That hazy yeah, with, with holiday, haze of happiness holiday sunshine. And really, I, I could have been spooning maggots into my mouth. Oh, I'd have still, yeah. I, I'd, I'd have still loved it. Oh, I'm on a holiday. Look I'm at on me. Holiday. I'm eating maggots. I'm in flip flops. <laughs> flip flops make everything okay. Give me maggots. <laughs> it's my song about being on holiday, <laughs> eating maggots. That's great. Wow. Oh, yeah, and it's good, wasn't it? Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. I think the other, the other, the other food crime in in restaurants, perhaps I might want to uh, investigate is is the horrible pretentiousness of some menus. I think that might be that kind of thing of. Ooh, like, ooh, ooh, I'm raising my hand, <laughs> Miss, Miss, me, what, me first, what, me what? first. <gasps> oh, we went to. I'm, I'm just going to say, we went to Browns in Leeds. <laughs> Sorry, and um, and they had oh man, the wet man- menu was such wank. It, it actually said, and I was foolish enough to fall for it. The Trixie, you know, I read it and I thought, wow, I'm 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 enthralled. I I want a piece of this kind of oven baked bread, sliced with drizzled with oil and covered in oven roasted tomatoes and some kind of balsamic mess. I had half a plum tomato that had been grilled for two minutes at best. <laughs> A shaving of onion on a piece of bread. Uh, My nan could uh, cobble better bruschetta together. I'm, I'm not even joking. Uh, it was awful. Uh, and what was so appalling was that I had been tricked. I by, the, had, by the unctuous. I was by the menu. The unctuous menu. 25 words to describe what was essentially a snack. Yeah. And and I, I was charged kind of restaurant starter prices for it of my face. I had a face Brilliant. like a slapped ass to point of phrase. I bet you did. I did. I would have been looking at that going, fuming. I, I was out for Ryan's mum's birthday. This was a couple of years ago. <laughs> the little the little get. I, I'd forgotten his mum's name. Yeah. So um, so I texted him and said, what's your mum's name, Ryan? He said, oh, Annie. Yeah. He's he, such a prick. He, Her name's Anita. <laughs> So she had to receive this birthday card. I was like, oh God, it's so good to see you again, Annie. <laughs> I had to give her the card. Then I sat down and picked through my meal I didn't like. And then just before dessert, Ryan, who'd been kind of breaking into silent fits of laughter every five minutes throughout the meal, just contemplating his genius, no doubt, said, her name's not Annie. As he shoveled in his barely unfrozen cheesecake. Um, it's Anita. I've, I've wanted... There was just kind of a massive anger <laughs> at that point. I'd been robbed on my starter, <laughs> tricked by the restaurant. 
I'd misnamed someone on a birthday card. <laughs> what a git. I know. Anyway, anyway, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll let that one lie because I'm getting getting riled. <laughs> I can't believe he did that to you. I can't believe Happy he did birthday, that. Happy birthday, Annie. It's so good to see you again. I can't believe he did Really? That. Girl who doesn't know my name. Thanks. Such a <laughs> shit. He is a turd. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm still taking in the mag, the kind of the the magnitude of, of, the, oh, of that, the betrayal. Yeah, it just massive betrayal. That is, especially when you know. Well, he might go not give a shit no. forget someone's name, but <laughs> I would like. I you hate know, that. I really hate forgetting people's names. Oh my god, that's cruel. It is cruel, cruel. Anyway, cruel. you were going back to something about pretension in menus. Oh yeah, well it was. It's exactly what you described. That kind of thing of 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 like or something saying something is a you. When actually it's gravy or like, you know, everything is becomes a jus. Yes. When it, when actually it's a sauce, maybe. Yeah. Or like, a, or it might be a reduction. It's like, no, no, it's not a jus, is it? Or when somebody, or the chef suddenly has got obsessed by putting jus on yes. everything. And you're like, I don't want some stupid mango chutney or mango sauce over my, you know, my, my haddock. Frankly, it's just it's just not the way forward. I, I haven't actually ever. I had didn't that. see you going there. I, th- I thought you might have said rack of lamb or pork or belly or something. But haddock, oh vile. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I. To be fair, I haven't actually ever seen that. Yeah. But I was trying to think about the most inappropriate thing you could put yeah. together. If frankly. you saw that, you, you'd have to get the screaming blue light out and stick it on your head. Just buzz in there. Woo, 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 woo. What are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I'm gonna I'm have to, to stop the, you there. Close the premises. Close the premises. <laughs> I'm gonna have to confiscate this. <laughs> Menu. Why is that? Because it's bloody stupid. <laughs> and this is a crimes against food section. Stupidity. Yeah, I'm making a citizen's arrest. <laughs> Why in hell would you do that? Which, yeah, actually, another thing on the section of menus and crimes against food, right? Stupidly long menus. And I'm sure, actually, a lot of these would have been covered by Mr. Gordon Ramsay and his Kitchen Nightmares programme. Yeah. And which he always, right, is it stock formula. He always looks at the menu and goes... Too long. Too long. And to be fair, though, he's right. He is right. There is no point in trying to cook a hundred dishes if you're a small kitchen and there's two of you in the kitchen. It's Nothing crazy. screams frozen ready-made produce like an overlong menu. Because yes. Because it's impossible to churn out that many different dishes well, fresh food. No, it's not. You just can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. So the only way you can do it is by is by having it all frozen. Yeah. Which is, you know, which kind of defeats a the massive point of cheat. Yes. You could stay at home for frozen food. God. Exactly. What am I paying for then? Oh, I'm paying you for the privilege of eating your frozen food in I'm paying for the ambiance and the server and what have you. And I would just like some kind of pretension to providing me with some food, perhaps. Yes. You know, that that I couldn't do. That's why I go out to eat, is to eat That's food fine. that I can't do. Of course do it is. Because I can do some pretty good food. I want to eat food that I can't do. And and there there yeah. are you know, I can put something in the oven from frozen if i should so want absolutely that's why i mean i think you get you get to a stage when if like me you're very self-taught and it's all a bit kind of slapdash in the kitchen i'm i'm, I'm, so, I'm such a i'm such a wine drinker <laughs> I cook. i'm always pissed by the time i finish and um but i enjoy the process and i enjoy being a bit experimental with my dishes that's why i never order boring things in my yeah. head the, the boring category includes risottos yeah and most pasta dishes. Ah, oh, no, I never, I never. Unless it's a really good lasagna, which I rarely make myself. Yeah, 
I never, I never order pasta no. in a restaurant. And I'll tell you, see, oh my God, how do We're I manage to bring pasta that? into every single show? You're obsessed. I'm you're like, actually, you're some, actually obsessed. I think I am. Oh my God. But I, I will, I will persevere with this pasta point. The reason I never order pasta in restaurants is because unless it's homemade ravioli, which mm-hmm. is a thing and I cannot be pissed to do myself. Yes. Which is, and I need to know, but the then thing is I'll need to know that it's homemade, to be yeah. honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm fussy. You can tell. Yeah, because I don't want to, you know, some like reheated tortelloni, which I can do myself. But you see, to make pasta in restaurants, what you need to do is you actually need to pre-cook the pasta. Yes. And then you keep it in cold water and then you plunge it into hot water to, to reheat it. And then you put the sauce over the top of it. So everything's kind of already been done. So it's kind of pretty difficult to kind of actually make really good fresh pasta in a restaurant i don't think that pasta yes. is a particularly restauranty food no. to be honest with you apart from like you say lasagna or kind of some kind of baked but that's thing. because that kind of thing you don't object to that being cooked beforehand and yeah. in, and, and you, you know it's gonna be in a big dish somewhere no nobody can knock up a lasagna in 15 minutes of course it's pre-cooked it's sat yeah. waiting for you to have a big chunk of it yeah that's fine but that's because it, it, it's quite a dish to make it takes some time and Lasagna ages really well. Yeah, it's I, I'm, good. I'm quite happy with things being a day old. Yeah, absolutely. You want you want you want lasagna to be that. That's the kind of dish that works, yeah. doesn't it? And it's also yeah, it's a mare to make, and so you know you might want to go out and have it, and it's nice. Yeah, it's quite nice. But you're quite and right about wanting to go out and do things that you want. I for me the big thing is I suppose seafood and game. Yeah, seafood's expensive. Game's expensive, and frankly, seafood can be a bit hit and miss. I don't want to poison people. That that's a big thing. Yeah. So. Oh, you see, actually, though, I'm the opposite way, though, in, in terms of in terms of like seafood. I want to really trust the restaurant because because of that thing of yes. it needs to be fresh. So I need to know I need to I probably would have wanted to eat at the restaurant before. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. like or, or go to a good seafood restaurant that yeah, specialises. That specialises in it because, yeah, there are some places there are some places that you're just asking for trouble, aren't you? If you order a certain dish, Absolutely. like you go to a restaurant and it's a perfectly fine restaurant and you know that they do pizza really well. That's not the place to go and ask for like some really complicated seafood dish. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just I mean, the trouble. you're just gonna be disappointed, aren't you? If yeah. if, if, if you ask for squid in in a Witherspoons, yeah, it's it's, it's a recipe it, for disaster. It really is. You, I, they might call it calamari, but we know it's not. <laughs> it's not hot for a start. <laughs> oh it has, god! It, ha- it hasn't just been quickly scooped out of you know hot fat, and, and it isn't beautifully kind of wonderfully springy in your mouth and just that perfect fresh oh squid flavour. I've had calamari for such a long time. Oh, I know, time. I think mm. about it all the time, actually, squid. Mm. It's like a constant companion. Somebody told me that squid are more intelligent than dogs. They're really, really smart. Oh my God, don't. But they taste so good, so I'm, I kind of don't Oh my care. God, does that mean we're like eating the dogs of the sea? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Smarter than dogs and pigs, I think I, I was Smarter told. Smarter than squid, dogs and pigs. pigs are quite clever as well. Have you ever prepared a squid? Um, yes. It's a little bit intense, isn't it? I, I, um, an old Greek woman once showed me how to like cut pull out, out the, the spine. Yeah. Oh, that was I was fourteen. I I, ne- I gipped. <laughs> I won't lie. I gipped, and I think I might have cried as well. Anyway, carry on. <gasps> yeah, no, it's fascinating with that cellophane. It's like a cellophane. Actually, oh. I find squid easier than like other other food because it's like it looks like an alien. I can't yes. actually believe that it's like <laughs> it was really alive. It's like some kind of like foreign life form. Kind of <laughs> I carved you up. <laughs> You're mine now. <laughs> I have vanquished you. You come to our planet, and now I will eat you. <laughs> 
pull off the wings and pull out the spine and pull out the insides oh, you're and saying this, the but tentacles. the squid is going two plus two is four two plus two is four i'm no, so clever please no, please please my name's no, simon i'm simon no. i have our friends oh no. oh, uh, uh, oh i wish you'd never told i'm gonna have to look that up i wish you'd never told me that that is like the worst thing in the whole world <laughs> curse it. I, know. Curse it. I think the other thing that can happen to to, to ruin the restaurant experience i suppose from the point of view of a punter right is bad service yes and I always used to say, I, I used to work in restaurants and I used to do the front of house. I was always front of house who was interested in the kitchen side, but I did do front of house because because you, you need to be trained to be a chef. So, you know, yeah. and, and being a kitchen porter is the hardest job in the world. And I just, I did that twice. And frankly, no. Never again. No, no, no. Thank you very much. I cleaned enough muscles in my time. That's, that, that'll do me fine. Mm. I'll stay out. I'll stay out the front dealing with the arsey customers. And yeah, you know, you say bad service and it actually can spoil your appreciation of food of for not for one because a they could get your order wrong and b <laughs> it could turn up cold or see i had this i had this really embarrassing experience like a couple of weeks ago i went out with my sister and a, and some of her, her her boyfriend and his friends we all went up to ilkley moor and we went to the cow and calf pub just on them lovely just by the cow I, and calf and be before, oh yeah. it's beautiful beautiful location on the moor overlooking like you know ilkley and you can see the hills in the distance and it's very rugged and yorkshire <laughs> and they've got this this pub just you know out in the middle of nowhere and you've got these tables outside and it's actually it's quite a nice pub you know yeah nice pub but um this on this occasion we sat outside and i ordered i just wanted a bowl of chips i was quite skin and i thought i just need some food i have a bowl of chips and so they kind of took my took the order at the bar yeah and they bought the, and 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 after a while i kind of i saw someone wandering about going i had my spoon and i was like ah yes i'm I'm here. And when I where and when I placed the order, I said I said to to them, I said, oh, do I you know, do I get my are there condiments? Can I get condiments? Or they're like, no, no, we'll bring them out to you. I said, okay, because I'd I'd like some mayonnaise. That'd be great. And they were like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll make that sure that happens. Oh god. And then and then they brought the chips out and they sat outside without mayonnaise. Oh my god, Gloria! They brought them without mayonnaise. What did you do? Well, I sat there for a couple of, and I, when, they, when they bought when they bought the chips, I said, "Oh, could I have some mayonnaise with these chips, please?" And they said, "Yes, yes, I'll just get you some." Five minutes later, no, my chips were getting cold. Still, no mayonnaise. I gave it a couple more minutes. No fucking mayonnaise. I was just like, "Right, fuck this." Went inside. I was like, um, "Did you take the chips back so you could have them replaced?" I didn't. Oh. But I was like, I just went inside and said, could you, I just went inside and went, can I have some mayonnaise? And they were like, um, we'll bring some out of you. And I was like, I don't mean to be funny, but I have asked for it three times now and my chips are now cold. So could you just give me some mayonnaise? And they were like, um, um, it's on this big platter and we can't give it to you. So I was, I was just thinking, for the love of God, it's not difficult. Just give me the tub of mayonnaise. At that point, I'd be really cross and I would, I would have had to bring, brought the chips back and said... Yeah, this you're incompetent. I want a refund. Yeah, I think I should have. I should have. I should have got asked for a refund at this point. So I went back down. Sure enough, someone appeared with some mayonnaise, and I was like, "Okay, great, fine, good." She put the mayonnaise thing on the counter and she said, "Um, yeah, when you finish that, can I can I just take it away after you finish with it?" And I was just like, I just looked at her, 
And I think she must have seen the laser focused beam of my eyes <laughs> and her, my actual incredulousness. I was just thinking, what the fuck? At which point, this was the point at which I kind of did the embarrassing thing, which was I flipped out. I did make, I, see, I don't flip out at servers because I used to be yes. a waitress, so I don't flip out. But um, I did make quite a strong complaint, which was along the lines of, I was waiting for these chips. I asked for three times. It seems you're unable to get these chips for me. Oh, well, we're, we're, we're not used to having things open the season. I'm like, well, the problem is there's obviously a problem with your systems if you can't bring me mayonnaise in five minutes. God. And the worst thing was I could see everyone at the table. And it was it was unfair because she I needed her to take this message on and take it back to yeah. management and whatever. And the thing was she who stood at the table with me kind of giving this ex ex servers dressing down, which mm-hmm. is kind of I'm not gonna get mad with you, but I'm certainly no. gonna tell you exactly what I thought. Definitely, yeah. And, uh, and then she left the table and there's all these people I don't know and someone's saying, I didn't really know whether to give you a round of applause or I didn't really know where to look. <laughs> I was like, that's because you're formidable, Gloria. I'm formidable when she came between me and my food. Oh my God, you know, that was like a mistake. I, I'm, I, I'm perfectly okay with, with mistakes because it's human. It's natural. People forget things. But to forget three times and then give you some crazy explanation about how it's difficult to give you the mayonnaise because it's on a tray. No, no, no. You're in the service industry. If you have to scoot the mayonnaise out with your hand and sit there whilst I dip my chips into it, (laughs) that's what you're going to do. No, no, come on. Yeah, it's just like, no, really, guys. You don't keep a job that way. You have to, have to. You're in, you're you're in service. Be nice to people. Oh, they were really nice. The thing was, they were just, the system was just not set up right and it was just really annoying and it was so and i felt so terrible because it was just fucking chips and i just wanted some fucking mayonnaise and i ended up having to make such a big deal about freaking mayonnaise i have to say though the thing about mistakes it's like i don't mind mistakes and the reason that i kind of you know not saying that this girl was awful and terrible is because you know they were all you know nice people they were nice people the thing that always used to get me was like why are you here if you can't be bothered yeah because i've worked you know, in service. And I know it's not hard. It's not hard to give people good service. No. It's just not hard. You just have to give a shit. Yeah. So so if you don't want to be here, don't be here. You know, there are thousands of other jobs you could be doing that is not, that aren't... Definitely. So, you know, that aren't customer service. I think when I've, when things like that have happened to me, maybe not of, of the same nature, but anything in restaurants, when something goes wrong and I wuss out and don't complain like I should... Oh, I mean, yeah. I, this is, this one of those kind of situations. I went to one of my favourite restaurants, Soulanet. Yeah. And I feel bad because I've said, but I must kind of emphasise, I've always had a great experience there, except for the very last time. And it was, it was a mishap. And it was my fault because now I've got this, this kind of, this thread of lingering resentment. <laughs> and, and every time I think of Soulanet, I, I banish the, the happy memories of, you know, four course lunches and like drunkenly demanding claret at, at, at three in the afternoon and then falling off my chair and the staff are brilliant and, and, and I've had some of my favourite dishes there. It's, it's really good comfort food. It's excellent food there usually. And this time I went and it was uh, an early bird thing. Yeah. And I was like, right, I'll go. It's 20 quid a head. You get, you get your pick of, from the blackboard of three courses, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing value for the kind of restaurant it is. Yeah, it's French, isn't it? And, Proper um, French cuisine. And I had the wood pigeon yeah, and it, and it, if 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 you follow with me on this tiny 
crazy trail. I'm going, if they'd have, if they'd have spitted it above a tiny fire and had two chihuahuas, but one of whom only had three legs, so that one side was being turned faster than the other, one half of the bird was overcooked and the other half was bloody underneath, <laughs> under the breast. Now, I don't, I don't care who you are. I'm not okay with bloody poultry. I'm not. I'm not. A game, it's a bird. I don't want to see purple leek or, or vein that hasn't cooked i don't and the yeah other you know you don't want it bloody dry. i mean i mean wood pigeon you can do it you can do it pink. red yeah pink you can do it juicy pink. Yeah. yeah fine but don't poison me <laughs> and so but because and at the same time if i'd have because been there they, with just one or two people they wanted to char it with like on yes, one side on one side and i was like what did, did i get the bad baked potatoes uh. that it was it was shoveled to the back <laughs> just one side of it's been seared <laughs> Is it another Savas moment, flambéing a bird directly from the fridge? Oh, thanks. But um, but because I was in a party and it was somebody's, it was somebody's birthday, and we said, oh, you know, yeah. we can't really afford to like throw tons of cash at this. We'll go to a nice restaurant. Mm. It'll be a great deal. They all enjoyed their meal, and I felt too intimidated to say, "Excuse me, my wood pigeon is not up to the standard." I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just kind of, I picked at the at the dry as a bone side, and then sat fuming at the other side until they took it away from me. Oh, me. Yeah, I felt really frustrated. I have to say, speaking as a service of the world, please do complain if something yeah. like that, because that's an actual that's genuine an actual thing. thing. Yeah, that I know. you can, you know, the amount of pissy things that people complain about. And when the food is actually not cooked properly, you know, that's that what, is when you have to. That's say what that's what servers are there for is to is to rectify any any mistakes like yeah. that. You know, that's that's kind of what what we'd hope we were there for anyway. But at the same time, that. I thought. Um, there was an element of well, I'm not exactly you know dying on a cart tonight. It's it's kind of it's a cut price offer. Should I really be piping up? Like, I'll I'll just sit here like a good girl and take it. Oh, may I believe people will pipe up about anything. My favourite was once I had someone pipe up about um, they they told me that they they didn't like their meal and they couldn't finish it at all and uh, it was it was very unpleasant. It was not up to the standard that they would that normally normally would have had. They'd wiped the plate clean. No way. And I'd asked them two minutes into their meal, was everything okay? And they'd said, yes, fine, thank you, lovely. And I was just like, and they wanted a refund. And I was just like, no, I'm sorry, no. No, you can't. No, you ate all the food. I asked you if it was okay. And you said, yes, I'm sorry. And then you ate everything. Yeah. I can't refund you. You've eaten it all. That falls in my eyes under the umbrella of... Um, you can't complain or ask for money back or anything if you choose a meal and then you don't like what's in it it's not badly cooked the meal is the optimum kind of dish for what it is you know your wood pigeon's perfect two healthy chihuahuas are putting it on the spit this time but, <laughs> yes thank god for the healthy but, chihuahuas but, but you happen to not enjoy wood pigeon or you order you know langoustine for the first time and you don't like those that, that's, your, that's your fault I think yeah you live with it because some choices you're meant to be brave you try things you that you haven't it. had before if you don't like it it's tough titty yeah although don't try sending it back if there's nothing wrong with it that's that's a choice you've made it, although if you're upfront and honest and say to the server and i have been known to do that a few times people have said to me i ordered this and actually it's not what i expected and i don't really like it is there any chance i could swap it yeah and i've said yeah because you know. you're nice that's why you're you're, you're yeah but it's because sir. they didn't try and pretend there was something wrong with it yeah you know because look i found these two eyelashes uh, yeah. on the edge of my plate <laughs> you've seen them yanking them out there at night <laughs> <laughs> oh i just want to say one more thing of crimes against food in restaurants and that is a particular crime 
of family restaurants. And for some reason, I seem to have, eat, have, have worked in family restaurants quite a few times. And it's children. Children and their crimes against foods in restaurants and also the restaurants that cater to children and, 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 and the crimes committed yes. against food. I think... Are you going to say ketchup at any point? Yes, yes, I am. Right, okay, because I Fucking feel quite ketchup. strongly about this. Yeah. Fucking ketchup. There should be a sign outside. We like kids, but we don't do ketchup. If they're going to carry on, don't bring them in. Or bring your own fucking ketchup. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, if, I'm, if I'm working in a Mexican restaurant that does like Mexican food from scratch, really, you know, fresh guacamole, fresh, you yeah. know, made, made refried beans, not your Tex-Mex nonsense. I'm working there. Why? Why would you want ketchup on your fajitas? What is wrong with you? You don't want ketchup on your fajitas. It just doesn't go. It's not. This has been seasoned by professionals. Yeah. Or, or, or the other thing that we always used to be, which was, and this comes under fussy eating, which also you kind of come up against in restaurants. Yeah, of course. Which is really likes your fajitas, but doesn't like the green bits. It's the like, peppers. No, it's like, it's like, no, that's the coriander, which is part of the oh. marinade on the chicken. When we make the chicken, it's sat in the fridge in a marinade of coriander and lemon and onions. And frankly, I am not going to be sat there and picking little bits of fucking coriander off <laughs> your little darling. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but, but Alexandra can't eat this. Well, Alexandra, she doesn't like coriander. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandra. Listen, Alexandra. Pipe down. Pipe Rat. down and toughen up. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh, yeah, I've, I, I'm, I'm awful. I've got a low tolerance, a very low tolerance for, I, for fussy, fussiness. Yeah. I do. I'm just like, I know it must be hard if your kid's fussy. And, 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 and they genuinely don't like something. But, you know, have a care. Order a plain burger. I'm sure you can come to some accommodation. Yeah. You know, the, the staff are there to help and everything. But um, for me, I can't afraid, work miracles. I... I the thought I mean, I've sat next to a child that obviously had a shitty nappy in a restaurant. Oh my god! I wanted to punch someone. Oh my god! Which is as bad a crime as as a screaming kid. Yeah. Don't parents don't don't threaten a smack. Do you want to smack? Do you? Oh, no, mummy, no. And then they continue having a tantrum. Just only Just threaten once, out. and then take them outside and beat the skin off them. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say have a word but clearly <laughs> me is feeling a little bit sorry. listen you know when you start to threaten and not follow through this is when your position weakens oh, literally, you've no Mia, authority you would not believe some of the some of the things i saw some of the things i saw i mean <laughs> i'm sure if you kind of went to places like stained apron and, and things like that they would kind of they would there's numerous stories about the things you have seen of uh, whilst waitressing i used to work in quite a an upmarket in an upmarket uh, area of London, in a in a kind of family friendly restaurant, and uh, upper class people and their kids are mental. Like the things of like taking their kids out to for food, and halfway through the main course, kind of going, "Oh, darling, don't you like it? Do you want an ice cream? Bring him ice cream." And I'm like, "Well, he's not going to eat his food if you bring him an ice cream now. He's just going to get confused." So they didn't know how to look after their kids because their kids were looked after by someone else yeah you know or they say to me oh oh could you just um could you just keep an eye on my son he's outside in the push chair i'm just going <gasps> to walk out here i'm like crime no, i'm not i'm not a babysitter i mean that's no more a no crime. you're not a babysitter and why do people i've noticed his friends do this they assume that because we've mentioned this before friends assume that because you're in the room and i think wait staff fall under this category there's another adult around 
So I, I can take my eyes off little Timmy for two minutes <laughs> and he could be causing chaos. <laughs> but they see it as a chance to kind of to have a little break from being a mum for two yeah. minutes while the toddler is like running screaming around the tables. Uh, no, no, still your child, still your charge. Take control. Yeah, I think it's more kind of crimes against parenting than crimes against food, this. But yeah, or it used to be I would have kids tearing around the restaurant and I'd just be like, okay, there is hot plates here. Yeah. There is me walking around. This is a busy area. Please, will you control your child before it ends up with soup over it? Because sooner or later, it's going to happen or I'm yeah. going to trip over it or anything. You know, I like kids. I think kids have a place in restaurants. I just, I do have to, one last one last story of the crimes. This might be crimes against food. It's kind of crimes against parenting more or crimes against food. Things we hate. A subcategory. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of you decide. This was a, another kind of uh, a restaurant horror story, which is when I was waitressing, family-friendly restaurant. It was a bank holiday, and we used to say it used to bring out all the freaks for some reason. Bank holiday Monday. Uh, family came over. It was, uh, probably told you this one before, the on. there's a, there's a, there's, it's a couple... And an older, older guy, maybe he was a godparent, maybe didn't look old enough to be the dad of the couple. Right. And two little, little kids, cute little kids, maybe one was about a year and a half. And maybe another one was about mm, four or so. Little boy was about four, maybe. Right. Yeah, kind of maybe a little bit younger, kind of old enough to be walking and talking. But you know, not oh. maybe not not school yet. Yeah. Oh, the oh. angel. Oh. Oh. So and they had a little. They kind of came in and they sat down on the table and they had a little potty with them. And I thought, well, you know, potty training. Oh. Yeah. Well, you, you know, haven't told me this, but already. Well, you the know, rage I, is rising <laughs> in a massive wave. I can't stop it. Oh. I thought, um, well, you know potty training yeah. that's fine maybe they'll just you know th when they go up to you know it's part of the kind of parroting caboodle and when they kind of go to the loo they'll, oh they'll take the potty with them and you know that's fair yeah. enough well, I, don't, I don't mind that so i went and i fixed them their drink and uh you know and I was, as i was as i was making took their drinks order and as i was making the drinks order i stood at the bar and i could you know i could look over the entire restaurant yeah and i looked i was keeping an eye on my section so i looked over at one table and I followed, and we knew the guys on that table, and I followed the gaze of the woman at the table. And she's kind of looking slightly horrified. And I <gasps> followed her gaze. And yes, they were letting their child take a pee in the restaurant, in the potty. No. Yes. And the best bit of it was, I was just looking at it going, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I was thinking, then I was going to my manager and she was like, oh my God. I was like, sorry, you're going to have to go and talk to them. And the best bit of it was they were really miffed that we'd asked them not to use the potty in the restaurant. It's only a wee. It's in a restaurant. No one wants to see your fucking child use a potty in the middle of a restaurant. What is wrong with you people? But we'll have to go upstairs. Oh, well, boo fucking who? Oh, Gloria, this is beautiful. Can you believe it? I, just, I, can't, I, I actually can't believe it. I can imagine your face. I know, why you, I know why your boss had to go and speak because you'd just been foaming at the mouth by then. I don't know. No, it was more. I was just, I just thought it was hilarious because I couldn't they dare quite be believe. Yeah. I couldn't quite believe that, that. Well, of course. I mean, they're little angels. They're as enchanting to everyone else as they are to them. I know. Well, you know, we just let these, uh, our, child, our children run our lives. They're That's a pulsive fine. union. <laughs> From their musty loins. Uh, uh, Burst forth like some putrid boil upon the planet. Uh, oh, can I can I do my poo here, mummy? Can I? Uh, 
Yeah. Thank God who isn't a poo. But still. I hope she's still pissing in public when she's fifteen. Yeah. And, and 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 they're kind of horrified. You see, thinking, exactly. how did this happen? Where does where does it where does it that, that why? Only the other nightmare, I was out in town and it, I think it must have been about six, six o'clock and there was a woman all doled up out for the night, took a pee behind a car no! by the markets. <laughs> Not even like it wasn't even like it was completely in view. Oh my god. You, you see you say six, I'm assuming you mean PM. Yeah. Oh god. It was Oh, and I, I like the odd daytime drink, but something's gone really wrong there. Yeah, you see, I think, and I think we have has it roots to our permissive society. <laughs> you know, in its place, go, 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 go to wherever you go on on the Casa del whatever, and and your Benidorms and your Blackpools and your Brighton beaches and and all this shit. No, it's a city. There are people finishing work. <laughs> Pull your knickers up, you tramp. Uh, I know, it's amazing. And and yet horrifying. Well, you know, I think we may about to be tangential <laughs> into into Mia and Gloria's assault <laughs> on the liberal society. So then then I, I took a running kick. <laughs> <laughs> and we and might she need- flew head first into a taxi. And we might need to wind up this show before we start proposing a totalitarian state on all people who choose to <laughs> urinate in public. But um, we, I think we can we can wind up the show. I think we kind of we did eventually manage to cover did some we? some food crimes. Well, yeah, I think we covered some I food crimes so, yeah. in the restaurants. No, no defecating or urinating, definitely. That's that's is, a crime. That's a crime. Control your children. Yeah. Uh, don't mass produce food. Spend some money on ingredients. So, yeah, that's buffets a good one. are bad. Uh, buffets generally are terrible you know it's, it's an unusual buffet isn't it that, that works have, have good service and and generally it's not that hard to get right no oh and also we will forgive things if we if our expectations are managed i think that's what we established as well yeah yeah so that's a really know. clever way of putting it yeah <laughs> i thank you i put a lot of thought into that one <laughs> so are we, are we about done with this one then yeah i think we can we can we can wrap this one up before we turn into some daily mail raging people don't get me started i know <laughs> i think we really need to stop red top ranter <laughs> Well, I feel cleansed and and, and and all happy now. That, yes, that, this would so be I. nice. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening, and uh, I've been Gloria Lind. Oh, and I've been Mia Steele. You really have. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks. Good night.